Hey, ladies, welcome back to the Just Realized podcast. I'm super excited and a little nervous for today's episode. There's two people in the world that make me nervous, and one of them is on the podcast today. So today I have Savannah Adcock, digital marketing creative, copywriting queen, and my biz bestie, which is why I'm so nervous. My vision is to like have a business that always helps people do what they want to do. And I know that's because I didn't get to do what I wanted to do for so long. What's up, lady? It's your girl, Katie, back with another Just Realized episode just for you. I am so excited about today's episode. As you guys know, my intention is to always, I'm going to say my number one intention is to inspire with this podcast by sharing my stories, my struggles, my accomplishments, my celebrations, and everything in between all of those, and to bring other amazing women on the show and offer them a space to share their wisdom of nuggets too. I talk about this endlessly, but you guys know I think community is every, every, everything. So I'm really excited about today's show, and I'm really excited about offering up this intro today because I'm just coming off of a really, really big conference. So, so much good stuff. And it was such a reflection of so many of the things that we talked about in this podcast. First, I just want to say, oh my God, it's like episode 137. Thank you for being here. For It never, never falls short on me when I'm messaging or talking to someone and they're like, oh, I was just listening to your podcast episode. It always like sends a little jolt in my heart and I'm always so surprised at how many people still listen from the beginning of this from the beginning of this journey to now and all of the new people that I meet along the way and I just I had that moment last night in the car when a good friend of mine sent me a message and we're talking about something completely different and she knew about my miscarriage and things like that before I had made it public. And she went back and listened to the episode and she's like, oh my God, I was just listening to your episode. And even though I knew what you were going to say, like, it just hit me. And I was just, it hit me that like, oh my God, people still listen to this. And I try to ground myself in that moment and feel that moment and celebrate myself because I've had such a big eye-opening experience this week of, I endlessly talk about celebrating And I am also like really fucking bad at it. And I know I've said this a thousand times too. Someone had always told me we teach what we need to know and like what we need in our lives. And I truly, truly believe that one of the key things that I need or desire to teach and talk about more is celebrating ourselves and validating ourselves because I am probably the fucking worst person at it ever. (laughs) So I'm constantly working on that. So if you feel me on that, feel me. I struggle with feeling like I was never seen. And then then that turned into dimming my light because I don't want to make other people feel like what they were doing wasn't 
good because they thought what I was doing was better than them. So this has really, really come to a head for me this week. And I've always known it, and I'm sure I've said it before. But you know, it's like the layers on the onion that never fucking ends, constantly peeling back, constantly peeling back. And so that was a long way of saying that I'm so, so grateful for everyone who has listened to this podcast and supported this podcast from the beginning. And I'm also... Super, super grateful for anyone who's new to the podcast. And I'm so excited you're here. And I hope that you feel like this is your people. And I hope that it resonates. But if it doesn't, that's okay too. So um, I'm super, super excited to inspire you guys, share, and just like really lean into living big. It's funny that I've kind of stepped into this saying of, oh, I want to live this big life and I want to be big and I want to be big because now I realize how much I'm not doing that. And I had some really, really big ahas this moment around where I have literally been self-sabotaging myself to not step into my fullest power and how I am not doing things to move my business forward, even though I tell myself I am all the time. And I am doing things, but not the things that I know will push it to the level that I wanted to get to or or that I'm ready for because I keep telling myself I'm not. And I keep playing this game inside my head of like, I'm not a real entrepreneur and it's just a year and I don't know what I'm doing. And when people ask me questions, I act like I don't know the answers to them when I fucking do. I know the goddamn answer. Now that answer will probably change in six months, but that's fine. When I worked at an established corporate, national, public company, that business changed every six months too. And that didn't bother me. So why does my own business shifting and changing and up-leveling roughly every six months in a major way bother me? And why do I always feel like I don't know what the answers to these questions are? Because I fucking do know those answers. So... I'm really challenging myself to step into that space, and I'm really challenging myself to stop sabotaging myself and doing these things. So if that resonates with you, let me know, because that came up for me mega, 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 mega big time this week. But that being said, it came up for me this week because I went to a community event with amazing, amazing women leaders who are doing big, big, amazing stuff. And it kicked up a lot of stuff for me. And that's kind of what today's whole episode is about, is about community and how goddamn important it is. And it's always been so, so important to me. It's a thousand percent the reason for the success I have had as a first-year entrepreneur. I do not, I do not, Uh, discredit that or take that lightly at all. It's so powerful. But I have not been to an in-person community event since, well, duh, February 2020. And I talk about that event on this podcast all the goddamn time. Now I've officially gone to my next in-person event um, and it was local. So that was very different too. And I learned so much. And if you're following along on Instagram, you probably have heard a little bit of this, seen a little bit of this. But I um, posted about how my intention with this was to build up my local network and meet other amazing women that I can hang out with in real life and have support in real life. Because I've so enjoyed my community online and virtually and nationally and actually globally 
that I also wanted to start to establish that in real life. Like I want to have other amazing local entrepreneurs that I can say like, hey, we're doing a co-working session or hey, we're all meeting for dinner and do that as well. So it doesn't always have to be on Zoom. And even though I get to see those ladies sometimes too. And I just grew so much. And when I went to this event, I also met another woman that I was not expecting to meet. And that was myself. I was so inspired and saw so many things being back reflected back to me that I do to myself um, to hold myself back to also uh, amazing things I'm doing as well. But of course, the painful ones are the ones that stuck out the most. And in that moment, it's like, you know, you found your community, you know, you've found your space when people reflect back to you the things that you need to hear that you might not want to hear but you need to hear in order to grow and to shift and to get that 1% better every day. So I feel like I have, and I probably say this every single week, but I have learned a lot this past week and it didn't have to go through some major traumatic event like I've recently been through. And it was a big learning for me is that, oh my God, like anything can help you uncover and learn stuff about yourself. You know, I thought that going to a community event was going to be all like super, super positive. And it was super positive, but it brought out some like wildly negative things in me that I have been shoving down so far. And now I've realized since the episode I did on the miscarriage and things like that, that I am a shover. <laughs> like, I guess I always knew that, but I guess I, I didn't like have the words for it and I didn't really identify with it. Um, I thought like, yeah, that's just who I am. Like I just operate like this. But now I see where I really just shove, shove, shove. So it's a major ahas this week. And I'm so excited to continue to share those on my pond. But today is actually not about me. Today is actually an interview podcast. And I think it's just the timing of this is just so funny because we talk a lot about community in this podcast. And it is a core piece of my community on this podcast today. It is someone who is so, 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 so dear in my heart right now and holds a very, very important role in my top five currently. And I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. So I feel like I have the biggest chills right now. I feel like it's come to this moment of really truly understanding what community is and what it really means to be surrounded by other amazing women and what empowering women empower women really really means because it can be intimidating and it can be scary and it can really make you feel like not the best version of yourself when you're around really really empowered women and women who are like writing books and being on cooking shows and running you know these amazing businesses and making all this money and at the end of the day like they are just people like you and they have the same feelings as you and it also reflects back to you what you can be doing. And while it's intimidating, you just always have to question yourself about like, why? And I had heard, I think it was on Almost 30, they were saying like, when you feel those feelings, um, they were talking about jealousy, but it's not jealousy for me. It's pure intimidation for me or not feeling good enough for me is where I feel this the most. If someone kicks that up in me, 
I'm like, ooh, why don't why is this person making me feel like I'm not good enough? Why uh, do I feel intimidated right now? Because I'm not often don't feel intimidation on that level. It's because they're doing something that I desire to be doing that I didn't know. And it uncovers a lot. And that's what community has really done for me is, oh my God, it has opened me up in a way that I've just never been open. And to be honest, I would say until the last two years, I don't think I've been around women that I really felt safe around to say exactly what I was thinking or feeling and being vulnerable in that way. I think I've always lived on a level of vulnerability, but not full vulnerability. Um, I might be more vulnerable than like the average person in an average corporate setting, but I was still not even beginning to brush being myself and asking the questions I really wanted to ask because I was really pretending that I knew answers that I didn't know. And what I've learned out of community is I don't have to do that. And I don't have to know everything because I have a community of people that specialize in all different things. And I go to them and I ask them because that's their zone of genius and that's their magic. And that's why I'm so freaking excited about today's interview. So today's interview is with my right hand currently right now. My interview is with Savannah Adcock. She is a digital marketing creative, copywriting queen, and hands down my biz bestie right now. I met Savannah through Facebook Messenger, I believe. And I gave no fucks. And I just said, hey, you don't know me. Somebody told me that I should know you. And I'm trying to start a podcast and I don't know what the fuck to call it. Here are some random ideas I have. I remember where I was. I remember the setting. I don't remember what I was wearing, but I remember where I was standing and sitting and looking at when I was sending these messages to her. And we literally just like went back and forth and we hashed out so many things and just really got to know each other. And I was like, okay, so can you help me build my website now? Like, I need you in my life. She built my very first website. Then that boo built my second website, the current website. So you, she got to witness my glow up. She is a, a big, biggest part of the glow up and has really, really helped me like push myself to the next level. She is the epitome of what community is and safe space for women to support other women. We couldn't, personality-wise, probably be more different. And I think it's exactly what makes us work. And I just have so many amazing things to say about her that, like, this intro's already, like, 15 minutes long, and I just don't even know where to begin. But the point of sharing a little bit of the story of the community and things I had this week happen is because she is the first version of that for me. She began opening my eyes to what community really meant because I was just started just joined a community and I was introduced to her by someone else in that community. And that was proof of, I asked a question because I wanted help launching my podcast. And this person said, hey, you should connect with this person. They're really good at this and they would help you. And that at the time, I didn't realize that like, that's what communities do. You just say what you need and they know someone knows what the next step is that you need to do. And you just take that next step 
And it's really, that's it. It's like one step leads to the next step and that community can help you get there like along the way. So we talk about so many things um, in this episode today. Like I said, she is the copywriting queen. She has helped me brand my business. And I think that's really, really important because she has helped me tell my story and is still to this day continuing to help me tell my story and helping me uncover pieces of myself every day. And being an entrepreneur and being a business owner, and if you're thinking about it, and I also think this translates into just being a leader in life and an authentic leader in any space that you want to, is you have to be willing to tell your story. But first, you have to be willing to tell that story to yourself before you can share it with anybody else, before you can build real connection with anybody else. So we talk about that. We talk about how we get vulnerable. We talk about building brands. We talk about what a brand is and what a brand isn't. Um, We talk about being yourself. We talk about how fucking important words are, the words that we use to ourselves, the words we use in communities, the words that we use to market ourselves, the words that we just use in our everyday lives. The stuff we talk about, yes, it is business focused because we are both entrepreneurs. But the one thing I can say about being an entrepreneur is that your business is life. And when you run a business, that business is a direct reflection of you and the work you are doing on yourself to be the best version of yourself. So every little nugget and every little gem in this episode can be extrapolated into whatever you are working on in your life. So if you're listening right now and you're like, well, I'm not a business owner. So like they're gonna be talking about branding and copywriting and websites. And like, I don't, that just doesn't relate to my life. I promise you stick with us. It relates to your life so much more than you probably realize. And you probably will have an aha in a completely different area of your life. Fucking working on my business has given me ahas in parenting and vice versa. Working on my business has given me ahas in my marriage and and vice versa. Working on my business has given me ahas in my relationship with my parents and my family and every uh, human I come in contact with including myself. (laughs) So stick with it. We talk about so many good things. We talk about community. We talk about intention. We talk about energy. We talk about how the energy behind everything you do shows up in the end and is physically manifested somehow. We talk about feminine and masculine energy, how we use them in our businesses, how we use them in our lives. We talk about money. We talk about why money is so hard to talk about. We talk about our own beliefs around money and the things that we're doing to bust that open a little bit. And it's really an amazing conversation. She shares her um, big bitch outfit. So her outfit and things that she's using to adorn her body to do those scary things and continue to be an entrepreneur and help women and help herself. She gives up a really amazing resource that has inspired both of us a ton to do our own thing. Hint, hint, it's a book. I've talked about it a thousand times. We talk about that. And all around, it's just an amazing interview. Um, It's just two friends chatting, sharing everything that we can to inspire other women that are just like us, that feel like us, um, to just make the world a little bit of a better place. So longest intro ever. Without further ado, I give you my interview with Savannah Adcock, and I hope 
you enjoy it. I will see you, lady, on the other side. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, ladies. Welcome back to the Just Realized podcast. I'm super excited and a little nervous for today's episode. There's two people in the world that make me nervous, and one of them is on the podcast today. So today, I have Savannah Adcock, digital marketing creative, copywriting queen, and my biz bestie, which is why I'm so nervous. We talk about everything, but not like on the podcast. So get ready for a super, super, super good episode today. It's going to be so fire. This girl is going to light your ass on fire and you're going to be so inspired after today. Savannah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for inviting me on. I'm glad I finally said yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I have so many stories. I'm like, what story can I use to like talk about how we met and like our, our just like a synopsis of our relationship where there's two really big ones that stick out for me and then you can share yours and that can be your tell us about yourself is how you met Katie instead of that <laughs> question. <laughs> we'll make it easy for you. So my like how we met story is I just had decided to start a podcast and we have a mutual friend and she was like, hey, I'm going to connect you with this girl on Facebook Messenger. Um, you should talk to her. Because I was like, I want to start a podcast, but I don't know what to name it. And like, I was so fucking stuck on like, what's the name of the podcast going to be? And so she's like, hey, you should talk to this girl, Savannah. She's just like amazing marketer, branding, copywriter, like all the things. And I think you guys will get along great. And I was like, okay, cool. So I just sent her this message. And I was like, hey, I know you don't know me, but here's like five names I'm thinking about for my <laughs> podcast. Do you like any of them? <laughs> and then your response back was gold it was like well I like this one I don't like that one maybe this one and this one and like p.s like nice to meet you and like that in that moment I was like ah this is what fucking friendships are made of I think I was like do you want my honest feedback because I can be a little bit brutal right and then I was but we got facts that is your um claim to fame is like (laughs) what did we say the other day is like you can say the meanest thing in the nicest way exactly yeah yes and it's all out of love always which is why you're my fave 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 and then my other favorite savannah moment is the day i lost my job And you said, well, I'm really excited for you. (laughs) Or I'm so happy for you because now you finally get to figure out what the fuck you want to do with your life. And again, saying the greatest thing that I needed to hear right in the moment. So I'm super excited to have you on today so you can share all those amazing gems with everybody. And instead of asking you to introduce yourself, maybe you can share a Katie Savannah story. Man, there's so many good ones, but I just, I always think back when I just, I really liked your vibe from like our early messages on Voxer and just helping you through that first part of launching your podcast. And then after just being like, do you want to be my friend? I just like, (laughs) just because I loved your voice. I loved your style. I loved just everything that you were doing. And like, I just felt like we really connected. And then I felt so dumb sending that message, but now here we are like almost i don't know two how years two years <gasps> that's crazy that's awesome yeah, because my podcast anniversary will be 11 11 and it was 2019 so it's a two-year old baby that's amazing and we've yeah. held each other through a lot of stuff 
so much stuff. I remember that day because I could bring it downstairs. I was like, Jonathan, listen to this message. I was like, I'm in love with her. You were like, I like you. I mean, but only if you like me. (laughs) (laughs) And I have on my lucky shirt today for you, which is funny. Like, I remember I wore this shirt like when I was launching the podcast and you were like, Katie, can you dress me? And I was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And then now it's totally come full circle from that moment of just being like, oh, my God, I'm just going to do this scary thing and launch a podcast. Mm -hmm. And you saying those things and then like me following like all those little teeny breadcrumbs of like it was always there and not knowing how to get back to myself. Mm -hmm. So it has so much meaning. Of course, the shirt always makes you think about you. But then it also makes you think about this whole journey. Mm -hmm. So... With that being said, let's talk a little bit about how you got started in this space of like helping women like show up and find their brand voice and through their copy and all of the things and like your magic, your juice. Right. So, I mean, I've always been a writer. Like I was totally the like super nerdy high school newspaper editor and did that in middle school and high school. And then, you know, I went to college for something different, but that was always where my heart was. So then even in jobs I took after college, I was always volunteering to write for the blog at my work. And I was uh, moonlighting as a freelance writer and all that fun stuff. Um, And then I worked at an agency for a little bit and I was the, like essentially a website analyst. So I would coordinate work between developers and clients. And I got to see everything that goes into a website on a really professional level. Like these are multi-million dollar websites. And then I really loved my job, but I loved my daughter more. And I just really needed more time and space for her. And so like, I just kind of hit my breaking point. And we, I tried to work it out with my employer and um, come up with creative solutions and they just weren't open to anything. This was like 2017. So way pre-COVID. I think they probably would have been fine with all the solutions I was giving now, which um, is annoying a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> but it, that's not what was happening, right? It was 2017. Everyone was traveling still. Everyone needed to be like in the office eight hours a day. So I just saved up every penny I could for three months and I quit my job and I was actually making double what my husband was making at the time. He was like a first year nursing our first year nurse. And it was really hard and we struggled a lot and I pinched every penny and like just fine tuned our budget as much as possible. Um, my only goal was just to not take on any more debt until I figured something out. So then I did end up getting my real estate license. I did that for a little bit. But like as I was doing that, people kept asking me to do things. They'd say, you know, hey, can you design me a logo? I saw what you did for your stuff. Or hey, can you um, you know, set up my website for me? Right. And I just kept building and building and building. And then all of a sudden I had I was pregnant again and I had my second baby. And in the hospital, I just had this moment where I was like, real estate's over and this is what I'm doing from now on. Like it's digital marketing. Um, it's just what I was so passionate about, what I love so much. And even though it was, you know, a quarter of my income at the time, because it was really, it was truly just a side hustle. Um, I just, I don't know, like, it was just one of those moments where the universe speaks to you so clearly. It was just me and my baby in this hospital room. Now I'm going to cry. And it was like, this is what you're doing. 
So that's what happened. And I told everyone I knew, like I was diving like all in. I hired two business coaches in a row to help me get there and built my packages and my website and everything. And now then like I ended up getting like more formal training and branding and more formal training and design and in copywriting. And now I'm just like, I have a full roster of clients. We do copywriting, branding, web design. Yeah. All of those things. All those things. So can we go back to that moment of like, you knew like in your soul and like in your bones that like, this is what you wanted to do. And you said like, I hired some business coaches and I did all these things. I did all these things. How did you get yourself there? Like for me, the thing that blows my mind about you is just like your emotional or mental resiliency. Like I swear to God, like if it wasn't for you and Jonathan, my (laughs) husband, I don't think I would be an entrepreneur today. The way you guys think and the way that you can work through like the emotional roller coaster of entrepreneurship. Like I um, admire it so, so much. Can you just like talk about that for a minute? Maybe how did you get there? Is that something you've always been good at? Or were the things you picked up along the way that kind of helped you get there? I think it's kind of like a muscle, right? I mean, like I had had really low points in my life before. Like, yeah. Do you know, just like all those bad breakups or all those moments where you got disappointed. And I knew like I had really showed tenacity, which is one of my favorite words and a word I used to describe myself, right? And just like kept going and all those little moments, you know, when a bigger moment would come up, I'd look back and be like, well, I already did this, right? So I can do this moving forward, right? Like I've already hit a low point. Like, like it can't get worse than that. Like I tell myself that all the time, right? Like I remember (laughs) being like 22 with $3 in my bank account and, you know, like college tuition to pay for by myself and trying to find somewhere to live. And like, if I could navigate that, like I can navigate anything. Right. So it's like, you do these scary things and they just make you stronger. So when it was like, okay, we're going to give up real estate. And then we ended up moving to another state almost immediately after with a newborn child. It was like, okay, well I've done scary stuff before. And like the universe really holds you through those moments. Like I couldn't even believe it when we, so I had my baby, then we put our house up for sale. So I gave up real estate completely. Um, we moved without my husband having a job. Like we just, we knew it, it would work itself out and it a hundred percent did. And I've never felt more secure than I have in those like three months of total limbo. Yeah. I love that. It's funny you're saying that because I was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about being committed to something versus being ready to something for something. And I was like, Ooh, like when I think of you, I think of like, I cannot be ready for anything, but I, you always help me bring myself back. Cause that's also like what I feel you're really good at is like your commitment to it. It's like, I'm committed to this. So, and like you were saying, like, I can get through that. I can get through that. And like hearing you talk, I was just like getting the chills. Cause I was like, Oh, that's it. It's like this every day of just like constantly, showing up because you just like believe in yourself so much yeah. and that's what keeps me going and that's like what I just love about you so much is 
I don't know, like you're just constantly like showing up and just believing like in this thing. And you're like, I just believe it. I just know it in my heart. And that's really helped me. And I know it probably helps a ton of other people. And that's how you work with your clients too. Is <laughs> not only are we biz besties, but def- definitely one of Savannah's clients is you help me get there with myself and like being vulnerable with myself. And every time I do that, like I have this aha moment of all of it, whether it's the messaging, the branding, just business in general and like how I show up. Yeah. It's completely different. And I think that's like what you're so fucking good at, like in yourself and then also how you serve people. Yeah. definitely when my clients come to me, it's like, I believe you. I believe in you so much, like right out the gate. Like it's hard to explain, but someone brings me their idea. And if I see their eyes light up, I'm like, okay, we're doing this. And this is your path to getting there. Like, this is what we need to do. You need your website. You need your sales page. You need to be doing this on social media. And you need to be doing this in your email marketing, right? And like, I believe in them a lot of times more than they believe in them themselves, right? Because they see all their demons and their shadows died. And they're like, oh, what if I don't feel like getting up and doing the thing that day, right? But I see like the, that like they were given this really unique gift that lights them up. And I see exactly how they can use it in the world, right? But we just get in our own way so much. Like I get in my own way so much even. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like that's a whole like, different podcast. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's kind of my favorite thing to do. But then that also comes back to branding, right? Like as we're talking about things like mission and vision statements, which can be super boring to talk about and work through. Um, it also becomes that thing that pulls you through, right? Like mm-hmm. I know my vision is to like have a business that always helps people do what they want to do. And I know that's because I didn't get to do what I wanted to do for so long, right? Mm-hmm. I worked so hard in my career for 10 years um, to be like this breadwinning woman who was like on the executive path and was going to do all of these amazing things. And, but it's not what I really wanted to do. Right. And so once I found what I wanted to do, which is basically just help other people do what they want to do, it just lit me up so much. So in those moments where I want to quit too, I just remind myself that I'm here to help so many other people and keep them like on their path and give them a resource for executing. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know how many different marketing modalities that are available to them. So it's just kind of about opening up their eyes to that and giving them some guidance so they can execute. Yes. And so much good stuff and all that. And like my brain is going to like all the amazing marketing advice and just all the amazing life advice you've given me. But what I think makes you really good, like there's one thing to be like, oh, really good at copywriting, really good at branding, really good at helping someone get their vision. But where the gift comes in is like for you, like, because you modeled the, your own behavior for your clients, like a true leader. Like one thing you said to me a couple of weeks ago was like, well, I owe it to you. Like as a client, I owe it to so-and-so like as a client to not react that way or to not do that. And like, that's how I keep going. And that's how I, um, you know, answer those things or handle those problems when it comes to running a business, like every day. <laughs> something comes up that's fucking uncomfortable and I try not to message Savannah every day with this sometimes it is 
And you're like, well, this is how I would do that. Like, and that's what I think really starts to sep- separate you apart because like you said, you really, really believe these people when they come to you. I'm like, that's so magic. And um, can we talk about, I have a couple of other things like in this bucket, but one thing I wanted to think on is like hearing you talk is helping people come with their visions and their missions and like going through this myself is so fucking uncomfortable. And then when you get on a call with someone or you hire someone who's an expert in something, you're like, this is, they're going to think I'm dumb. Like everything I'm saying, I feel like this is so dumb. And it's even still what, like, I feel nervous around you. Cause I'm like, I value your opinion so much. So it makes me feel nervous. And you, I think the one thing is like, you were like, the more vulnerable you get with this, the more vulnerable we can get with each other, the better this is going to be. And I just, when you said that, like something just opened up for me and I was like, okay, I'm safe to be myself with her. And I can literally just say anything. And then we can start really getting to the good, to the gems and pearls of like, what's really in my mind. Right. Can you talk about that for a minute of like, how, like, do you naturally just show up for people and like, you're like, you just do it? Or do you feel like you have kind of learned how to work that into your process where you can create this space for women to really like mine those gems for them or for themselves really? Yeah. I think it's, it's kind of interesting because it takes a lot of vulnerability for me to, to let you be vulnerable because part of your vulnerability might be like that you don't like something, right. Or like negative feedback. So then once I realized that the more vulnerable I was, the better results my clients were getting out of me, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. if someone came back and said, Oh, I don't really like this logo. Instead of choosing to be offended, I chose to be like, Oh my gosh, that's awesome feedback. Like, let's talk about why and let's come up with an even better logo for you. Right. Once I shifted that perspective, it like, I don't know how to explain it. Then there was like this, both of us were being vulnerable. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I just appreciated that so much. So when I got on calls with clients and I was asking them questions, they wanted to already have the answers, right? So sometimes clients will be like, oh, I should have researched this before I got on the call with you. I should have looked at someone else's website. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, that's my job. I'm here to do like the research for you. You're here to speak openly to me, right? I just want you to tell me whatever you're thinking, you cannot answer the question wrong. So, and actually one person that interviewed me one time gave me really good advice was just like, whatever the question is, it's whatever it means to you, right? So if I ask you a question, like, oh, I don't know, like, <laughs> like what lights you up in your business or something, right? And you can answer that 10 different ways, but the right way is the way that you answer and interpret it in your own mind. Or if it doesn't land with you, like, let's just skip the question and move on to the next one, right? Oh, that's really good. I like that a lot. Cause so I, I felt like that, or I feel like that in a lot of, t- a lot of things where I'm like, shit, I should already know this or, but then if I already knew it, then I would already be there. Right. Yeah, and, be there. <laughs> yes. And I think that's the big thing with like running a business and anything scary and new, but for me, it's what starting a business is I so bad. Just want to know like, what is the next thing I'm doing? But I would ne- I never get there unless I take this one little baby step to get there. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned from you and just like this process of branding and running my own business is that it's you, like you said, it's all about you. We think it's this other person and like uh, being in marketing for 15 years myself before starting my own business, 
I felt like I had to have this other version of myself mm-hmm. that was the marketed version. And then there was this real kitty version. And I was like, okay, this is dumb. And like, you really, really helped me get there of like, the more I'm just me and the more it's just me and the more vulnerable. And like, that's the word just keeps coming up for me. Then that's your brand. Like you are the brand. <laughs> Which is kind of a controversial opinion, but because a lot of people are like, you're not your business and your business isn't you. And like, as much as I believe that the more we show up as our authentic selves, the better our businesses do, which is also a huge shift though. And that's not something that everyone understands, right? Because 20 years ago, that's not what we were doing, right? We were designing like cool techie logos and like always speaking in like maybe a really professional voice. And now it's like, the more like open you are and more the warmer you are, the more people are attracted to you. Because people really want to buy from people who are like them or maybe like two steps ahead of where they were, right? Um, anything else is like too alienating or not appealing. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you said that because I mentioned that in one of the recent episodes when I was listening to Amy Porterfield. And I said, I don't really listen to her because I don't, she doesn't really resonate with me as like my style. And she, but something told me to just do it. So I was trying to follow that gut instinct. She (laughs) even said in the beginning of the episode that she hates when people say like, you're so polished. She said, because I know the more gritty someone is and more authentic someone is, the more successful that they are. I mean, obviously she's wildly successful. Mm -hmm. And so many people messaged me back with that. And they were like, it's so true. Like my favorite, favorite people Mm -hmm. are the ones that you feel like you it's a love hate. Like either you love them or you're like, Nope, they're just not for me. And like, just keep it moving. And I still struggle with that. Like every time I cuss, I'm like, Oh my God, like five people are sending me hate mail right now. Oh oh my gosh. I have to tell you. So one time I was reading an article, like another designer had put on their blog and she's like, she said that the two biggest mistakes that you can use in copywriting that you can do in copywriting are cussing and sounding too relaxed. And I was like, well, that's why you're a designer and not a copywriter because it's just so not true, right? The biggest mistake you could really do is having a different voice than your audience, right? So if your audience is out there and every once in a while they use the F word or they cuss or, and you're over here, like acting like you have a stick up your butt, like you're not going to connect, right? (laughs) So I'm like, no, that's not true at all. Yeah, good thing I didn't read that article. (laughs) I know, I know, right? Um, So she definitely had a stick up her butt. Um, But yeah, like there's way bigger mistakes in copywriting. Like, Like one thing I can think of right off the bat is always making it about you. It has nothing to do with you, right? So like that's that's kind of where the difference is too. Is like, yes, your brand is you, right? But you don't want to come on your website and be like, Hey, I'm Katie, and I'm just going to talk about myself on this website and only talk about the results that I've gotten, right? Like, no, we want to talk about them. Like, we want to say, like, hey, I understand you're going through this, and this is how I can help you, right? Like, mm. this is the solution to your pain. Um, yeah, like, it should always be about, like, them at the same time. That's amazing. And I like difference there. Yeah, I do. And I immediately am like, okay, I need to go back and rewrite everything I've ever written. Um, <laughs> so that's amazing advice though. And like, that's where, thanks for that distinction. Cause when I think of like the brand being new, I think of like just your personality and I'm attracted to your personality, but then yes, the flip is okay. But now what can you do for me? Cause like, I am attracted to you. I like you. So now I want to know how you're going to help me. Right. Exactly. Got it. I love that. 
So another thing I want to dive into with you, speaking of this and like connecting, which is what that sounds like to me, is community. And I think we we both agree on this, but um, community is queen, right? And without community, I mean, I absolutely wouldn't be here. Even I wouldn't even have a podcast, much less running a business, if it wasn't for community. And I like I'm so 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 fucking grateful for that. And I remember when I first started my podcast, that was some advice that someone had given me of like just build a community and like everything else will work itself out. And I was like, oh my God, that's the most annoying fucking thing I've ever heard. Cause I wanted clarity on what I was doing with my podcast or what the podcast even meant. What was my business going to be? And they were like, just start the podcast and build your community and everything else will fall into place after that. And I was like, oh, but it did. <laughs> it totally did. Yeah. So how do you feel like community has shaped your business and continues to shape your business? Well, I think, A, I wouldn't have met, I wouldn't have even met you, right? I wouldn't have met so many people, um, so many of my clients. Um, But also it just, it's the thing that pulls me through at the same time, right? When you have those really low moments as an entrepreneur and you feel totally alone, I can just pop on Boxer and talk to so many different women and, you know, obviously connect with you and say like, hey, I'm feeling down in my business today. And you'll get back on and say like, hey, like just hang in there because, you know, tomorrow's a new day or go to the gym and you'll feel better. Like take 10 minutes to yourself and stop hitting, like trying to hustle so hard, right? Like all of those things and we have similar values. So when one of us is down, we know how to pull the other one up, right? We're not like, oh, go drink a glass of wine and everything will be fine, (laughs) Like that's not us, right? It's like, go write in your journal and meditate and pull out your favorite crystal and see how you feel after that. Yeah. And let me know. Yeah. (laughs) Not to be totally cliche, but yeah. I think that's the biggest part for me with community is the accountability. And Mm -hmm. I feel like for women, and I'm using air quotes, but like women or people who like feel that way of always putting others ahead of you like community I think was real helpful for me in that space because I didn't want to let anyone down so like if I said I was going to do something then my community would hold me accountable yeah and then that feels really good and that feels like that helps me like grow and grow and grow and continue to do those scary things I think too there was like like right when COVID hit, not to bring up a dirty word, but <laughs> you're <laughs> like a password by itself. <laughs> um, the C word <laughs> has so been replaced. Many, I know. Right? So many people though were like, oh my gosh, like the economy is tanking. And I was looking around and I'm like, well, I exist in the gig economy, right? So I think there's the economy, like I invest in the stock market, which I do invest in the stock market, but you know, like everything's in your 401k or working for someone who can fire you at any moment, all of that. Like that's one economy, but we're in the gig economy where our gigs pay our bills. Right. Mm -hmm. And I look around me and I'm like, well, the gig economy is booming. Like more people need us than ever and more people want to work with us than ever. So I don't know like what's going on with your economy, but like we're fine over here. Right. And that's when I realized like how great I am to build this community because I have all of these friends here and they get it. And I talk to my old corporate friends and I love them so much. And they're still my best friends, but they just don't understand, right? Like 
Like they will never know what it's like to send an invoice or to be on a sales call or to have a big contract land. Um, all of those little moments, um, they just, they don't get it, right? No, it's so tough. <laughs> I can't even explain it. And that that's why you and Jonathan, because he was an entrepreneur, is an entrepreneur, yeah. but he'd been running a business for so long. And I remember he used to always tell me, like when we were in our early 20s, He's like, Katie, just start a business. I don't know why you're just like bullshitting on this. He's like, you need to run your own business. Like you're a leader. Like you're never going to be happy under someone else's, you know, thought process right. and constraints, run a business. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> and that is like, I feel like our relationship is better than ever because he has that understanding of what it's like to do those things. Like the, the I don't want to use the word fear because I don't think that's really the right word, but just like, the adrenaline rush? I don't know. Is it fear? Um, In a good way. Like, what's the good word of fear that's not fear? <laughs> for me, I just have a really strong internal drive to get yeah. forward, right? And yes, like, sometimes I just cry because I, like, it's not always good, right? And it's not always pretty. And sometimes I think, why the hell did I do this? I'm ruining my family's lives, Right. That's probably the hardest, like the hardest moments. But then I remember like, hey, I'm there at every drop off at every pickup. I could mm-hmm. go to every dance class. Like I took my daughter to the park before I jumped on the podcast with you. Right. And then I'll work for a few hours and I'll be done for the day. Um, but yeah, it is. It's just a totally different life. And you can't live it like you're doing the nine to five either. So, yeah. And it takes its own, it definitely takes its own community and the way you have to show up is so different. And now there are some things like just being in corporate for so long and then coming to this, like uncertainty, I guess, is the word that comes up. That was like, it's not fear. It's the uncertainty that you have to get comfortable with. But then the reality of it, and I was telling my husband this the other day, I was like, the reality of it is fucking every day is uncertain, but we've built this story in the society that if you have a real job, quote unquote, uh, corporate job, that there's no, that it's, there's no uncertainty and you're safe. And you're, if you invest in your 401k and you do all these things, you're safe, mm-hmm. but that can fucking flip on a dime. And I'm here to tell you that she can flip on a dime. Okay. Like at 10, 59, no. I had a job and at 11 o'clock I fucking didn't. So what the fuck is the difference between that and entrepreneurship? I mean, there's tons of differences, but you know what I mean? Like the uncertainty is always there, but we bought into the story that it's not. Yeah. With entrepreneurship, like you just feel it different. Like you're moving through it every day. I think though, it lets you lean into all aspects of your life a little bit, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're right. Now this shroud or whatever is removed, right? Yes. Like I always say the greatest gift I ever gave myself was to teach myself how to make money or like to learn my own dollar, right? Because, hey, I know if someone fires me, even if it's a client, like I can go out and find another client and make a dollar. Um, But now that like that's gone, you start realizing like, oh, a lot of fear is made up, right? Yeah. Oh, I can take a crazy vacation. Like... It costs just as much to go to Disneyland, which we are going to Disneyland, as it does to go to like Spain, right? So like, why not go to Spain sometimes? It's all in your head, right? Yes. Yes. I do that all the time. And I started noticing that when I would do the like 
how much does this cost? And I'm like, oh my God, I can't spend $50 on that. So right. if you start running a business and everything costs, there's a subscription to everything or <laughs> whatever. Everything's a fucking subscription. And then I'd start challenging those thoughts. I'd be like, okay, well, you'd easily go spend $50 on a bottle of bourbon, but you won't oh, spend okay. fucking $10 on the su- subscriptions to run your business. I remember like, I think I had some, I think it was WordPress. It was like $5 a month for like my first blog. And I was like, there's no way. There's no <laughs> way I could risk that money, right? <laughs> and then it's like, uh, I spend like $7 at Starbucks multiple times a week, right? And it's it's just, you've been conditioned to believe that these things cannot be possible for you, right? So many women, the first thing they cancel if their business isn't going good, they'll be like, oh, I better cancel my website, right? Because no one's going to it or something. And it's like $25 a month, but they're like buying their kids $25 in kids meals, right? Like it's okay, guys, you can spend money on your business and just wait for it to pay off because it does like anyone who's ever stuck with it is paid off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it's not this business. Sometimes it's the next business, right? Like how much did you invest in your podcast before you decided to start making money with styling. Okay. Oh God. I don't even know how much. Yeah. yeah. And it was just the trusting the feeling and, or yeah, like in hindsight now, and even through working with you and like, you know, learning how to tell my stories, it's like, Oh yeah. I was in a business like mastermind without a fucking business, yeah. <laughs> like right. investing large amounts of money in mm-hmm. a business that didn't exist yet because yeah. I knew it was coming. Exactly. Though. Yeah. And that's why it's like, this was not my first business. This is probably like my fifth or sixth business, to be honest with you. Uh, Cause you know, like I started my first business when I was 14, like was literally registered with the state to sell handmade jewelry. Right. And I would sell craft fairs and I would sell jewelry and all this stuff. And I don't know. And then it turned into more like freelancing. And then I was going to go do this thing and that didn't end up being the thing. And you know, I've helped my husband start businesses and it's just like, you take all of this knowledge and you just start snowballing. And then like, you finally start seeing big payoffs from it. Yeah. So just like hang in there is all I could tell someone. Like just, just hang in there, do what you have to do. I know one time a coach, one time I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And she's like, can you still pay your mortgage? And I was like, yes. She's like, then just keep going. And I was like, okay. She's like, until you're going to lose your house and everything you have, just keep going. And that's why. That's, that's the story. (laughs) Now, unfortunately I've been there, done that (laughs) and like claimed (laughs) bankruptcy and short sold our house with the first business. And that's Uh why coming back this time is so much more powerful and potent though, because it's like, you still learn something through all of that. And it's it's a risk every day, but it's so fucking, there's just so much fucking magic in it. There really is. Like we would not be having this conversation, right? No, and somebody's like listening and someone's going to take the leap and they're going to be like, oh my God. And then they're going to be the next Amy Porterfield. <laughs> We're like, we want credit, okay? Royalties. <laughs> 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 yeah and if you need cussy copywriting let us know because we can <laughs> hook you up boo um but speaking of magic i want to dive just like a little bit more into you and like really specifically like how you help women i know we've kind of just been touching on it like all over the place mm-hmm. but 
what's your vision and your mission? (laughs) How do you like very specifically like helping women right now? And then like, let's talk. Yeah. Do that. And then I have more questions to follow. Um, okay. So typically, oh man, how detailed do you want me to get? I don't know. I'll just keep talking. You tell me. Just keep talking. I'll just keep asking questions. Please thumbs up or thumbs down. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be behind the curtain. Like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Throat cut. (laughs) No one can see this on the podcast. (laughs) Okay. So typically we start with a project, right? Um, Because a project is where we can like really lay down a solid foundation for what you want to do. So typically that will be, you know, your branding, your copywriting and your web design. So what the hell is copywriting is the first question most people have. It's not making your website protected from other people stealing it. Like your website is inherently copy, like you have inherent copyrights, right? So once I write something, you own it forever and no one's allowed to copy it and you can um, sue them. But copywriting is actually like is writing for marketing, right? So like everything on your sales page, everything that goes into an email, um, even social media can kind of go either way. It's fine to call copywriting. Um, Pretty much anything you do to sell your business that is writing. And there's a lot of research that goes into it. So my favorite way to really work with women is to start by, you know, I'll give them a survey. They can share it with their past clients. And then we're going to take all the data that's coming back in these surveys and start crafting messaging that speaks to their ideal client around it. Right. And that's where we're also going to kind of learn your voice of customer. Um, so that we know, you know, if, Hey, if we drop the F bomb today, are we still connecting with people? Right. Or are these people like, you better not come in here swearing at me. Um, which honestly, most of my clients are, you know, solo female entrepreneurs, right? So everything's usually pretty laid back. Um, honestly, a lot of the times I am, or have been my client's ideal client, right? So it's pretty easy for me to write for them. And then we just kind of keep going from there. Like it's just a foundation that continues to snowball. We'll get down your mission, your vision. And then from there, it's like, okay, now let's design your brand. Like a brand that fits you as a person and works for your ideal client and all the assets that you need to go along with it. So typically, you know, you have like a logo, but we'll have like a whole stack of logos. We'll have your Canva templates for posting. We can do your Facebook covers, like anything that's designed, we can handle it for you. And then that all rolls into your website and then launching your brand from there. So a lot of times I'll help my clients set up their Instagram profiles and their Facebook pages. Um, It's really just how much help you need and how much help you want. And then like a lot of my clients stay on small retainers and I help them through launching. Um, So launching is typically, you know, that's when sales pages come in or email copywriting, all of that fun stuff. So I have so many questions. How much time do we have? Um, <laughs> if someone is, when should someone reach out to you? Is this the person who's just starting their business or the person who has kind of just started like these scrappy, like I have a business and I've got this website up on Squarespace <clears throat> by myself or whatever it is. And now I'm ready to refine it or, the person that's been in for business for five years, where do you feel like like your sweet spot is for the woman who's listening right now that's like, yes, I need to be in it in my life? Yeah. So typically I like to help with women who are 
like six months to one year in, um, you can obviously be as far along as you want, but you, the, the key is knowing that you have an offer that you want to stick with, mm. right? Because some in the past, they've helped people launch and I love them to death, but then they didn't end up doing anything with their brand, right? And I'm like, oh, well, that was like a waste of your money and time. Um, or they want to pivot really hard, right? They're like, oh, I decided not to be a financial advisor. Now I want to be you know, a business coach or something and like, which is a pretty big pivot and everything has to be redone. So once you know, like you have, it doesn't even have to be like a perfect offer. Cause I can also help you shape your offers. Right. Like we've worked through that with you a lot. Oh, um, yeah. um, but it should be an offer that you like doing that's already making you some money and that you want to keep growing. Right. Like you see a lot of potential in it again, like it lights you up when you talk about it it doesn't make sense to you logically, like how your business might pan out, but like you, you know, there's something there that you want to keep growing. That's when I can really launch you into your growth. And do you primarily serve women who are service-based or women that have like products? Like we have a mutual friend that sells lipstick. Is someone like that someone that um, you can help out pretty easily? Or are you helping someone like me who primarily is just offering a service until one day I have my own lip supply? (laughs) (laughs) I love helping both. Um, And like, I usually help service-based brands, but I have done quite like a handful of e-commerce stuff. I think the real thing is the intention behind it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are you here to be a light in this world? And do you want to pull your personality through everything? Or do you just want to, I don't know. Do you see like, yes, that there's like very feminine energy and there's very masculine energy. And it's like that more feminine energy. That's more playful. Um, that's really here to like interact with your clients and pull personality throughout everything. Those are the people that I want to help. And obviously I'm like a little bit woo woo. Um, so we do talk about things like manifesting when we're working together and I won't be the person who's like, Oh, just put it on your vision board and watch it come true. Right. But we will talk about like, you know, you need to have good energy when you're going through this process, because if you bring in bad energy, then that's going to spill over into everything. Right. If you're not willing to be vulnerable and answer questions the way you really want to answer them then you need to work through some mindset stuff before we work together. Right. Yeah. Can we talk about woo-woo manifesting energy? That's one of the things yeah. I love about you and myself. <laughs> one of the things I love about you so much is I feel like I live in both of those spaces and that's why I enjoy working with you so much is that it's both like yeah. you are so good at fucking strategy and you can like whip out a strategy in like five minutes. And my head is just like, Holy shit. This is magic. <laughs> And then like our next conversation or even in the same conversation, it's like, what's your, or maybe this is the first conversation. It's kind of like, what's your intention behind it? Or like through launches and things like we've done together, like, well, how are you feeling? What's coming up for you? What are you manifesting? Like all of those, like, are you meditating on it? Do you have a vision? Like all of this. I love how well you integrate like both. Yeah. we talk about that for a little bit. I have my own like examples, but maybe you have a couple of examples on like, if someone's like, Ooh, I'm really, and I feel like I talk about this on the pod and I talk about it a little bit. I don't know if I talk about it a lot. I feel like I do my, because the lines between my personal life and my business are so 
then like, I'm like, where am I bringing this in and where I'm not? But I try to infuse it in all of my conversations because I really believe, and you and I have talked about this a thousand times, that it's the energy behind every single thing that I do. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like in my personal life, it's just come up so many times, right? Like, I, like I can give you a very specific example that happened this year, you know, in May, I had a really bad month, but in April I had been like, you know what? Like we just need to go do something. Right. And so we took <laughs> like our, like pretty much our entire savings account and we went to Hawaii and I was like, this is super irresponsible. Right. Um, but while we were in Hawaii, like I really just let go, like I let go of everything and I would go in the ocean every single day. And I was like, ocean, take everything from me that I'm struggling with. That's like, it feels like it's holding me back. And like everything that's just breaking my heart right now, like I just dumped it into the ocean and I just told the ocean, like, I want, you know, five figure months. And then within I came back and then all of a sudden like I just felt really good. And I remembered every day what it was like to be in the ocean. And I didn't like, I think the problem with manifesting is we think if we just hold on to things so tightly, they'll come true. Mm-hmm. Like I just want a five figure month. And then like, if I just like say that every five minutes, then the universe is going to know and they're going to, it's going to give it to me. But like, that's not how it works at all. Right. You have to really set the intention, feel good. And just like, let everything go and like, let everything fall into place. And that's the hardest part. Right. Mm-hmm. But then within like three months, I was at consistent five figure months, right? And like I, I don't even know how many times, like twenty times my revenue since. Yes. Then. Yeah. So thank you, because I was like, I want to get to this point <laughs> of the conversation about money. Yeah. You and I've talked about money so many times, obviously, so many times wow. on so many different levels on like how much we want to make, how much mm-hmm. something's value for even how to price my services, yeah. how, w- things I should invest in for my business and what it means, money and things like that. And you and I have just talked about this also about like how we can create our own community and help women get comfortable with money and like saying things like, oh, I want five figure months and without feeling whatever the fuck the word is that you feel of, <laughs> like, you know, I'm doing this, yes, I love what I do. I love the people I work with, but I also am doing this to make money. I'm also doing this because I do want to be a successful entrepreneur on this side of like having money. And I feel like for women, it's really hard sometimes like to have money conversations. And like you touched on it earlier about sending invoices and doing sales calls, Mm -hmm. like fucking shoot me. Those are the hardest (laughs) things because it's money. It's like, I can give someone the best experience and do all the things. And then like the five minute conversation where we have to talk about how much this is going to cost you, even though I know I could change your life or that feeling that you're having that pain point for you. Like let's talk about money. Fuck. Yeah. Why is it so hard? I mean, okay. So this is a little bit not answering your question, but the other day, like, let's go. (laughs) That goes. Um, Aspen came home with the fundraiser, right? My daughter is six. 
Sorry, I forgot where it's not just me and you talking. Um, <laughs> my daughter is six and she came home with a fundraiser. And my first inclination was to be like, me and dad will give you money. You don't have to ask anyone for money. Like how uncomfortable to send a six-year-old to talk and ask for money. And then I was like, wait a second. I ask people for money every single day. Like I've like my life revolves around people giving me money. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's a beautiful thing. And I reinvest in everything, but I was like, this is really a teaching moment where I can tell her like, oh, it's too uncomfortable to ask for money. And I'm not talking about just my business, right? Like you go to a job interview, they want to know how much money you make. You have your annual performance evaluation. They tell you that you're getting 1%. You're like, well, I wanted five, right? Mm -hmm. This is a moment for her to see like, it's okay to ask for money. It's okay to be comfortable. And I just told her, I was like, you know, you really just need to explain to people why you want the money and what good it's going to do for your school. And then tell them like, you know, I'll accept any amount basically, right? Like that's an easy money conversation. She can, I know she's six, but she can go hustle $300. Like she'll be okay. Right. Mm-hmm. She's not asking for a million dollars. She could go ask, I don't know, 60 people for $5 and she'd be fine. Yeah. So, I love that. I love that story. And that it didn't really answer the question about why it's so uncomfortable, but that is it. But <laughs> no why it is, right? It's well, like I, that's such a loaded question, really. Because I think yeah. that's society. But also, like when I was listening to you talk, I was like, even in like marriages, isn't that almost one of the number one reasons yeah. that marriages fall apart is because of fucking money. Yeah. That conversation is so hard to have. And I mean, I feel that and I openly say it to Jonathan like weekly I'm like fucking I hate not being the breadwinner and having to fucking talk to you about money (laughs) well it's really hard because like when I was working right like I was the breadwinner Ryan came to me and I paid off all of his credit cards right like I had the savings account and I put the down payment down on the house and I brought in all the money and like his money was just for fun stuff right and then I quit my job and he wasn't like now, you know, he was just starting his career. So it was totally different, but it sucked. It sucked so bad. And I felt so guilty. And that was another thing was like hiring a life coach when I was like not making any money. And I know so many women struggle with decisions like that. Right. And that's really when you're like, well, how can I spend $20 a month on a Squarespace website when I, you know, my husband's the only one bringing in money right now. And my job is just to manage our household. And it's like, I get it. But if you feel something in your heart, you just need to do it and not ask questions. Like that part is like God in the universe's part to figure out your part is just to do it. Like one thing I always tell women too, is like, you were not born to clean the house and cook and have babies. We all do it. (laughs) We all do it. But that is not why you were created. Like you are made for so much more than that. Oh, I love that so much. And you kind of touched on this earlier. When I think of money now, like working through this and obviously like money mindset, something I do talk a lot about on the podcast and I've had kind of a couple of different money mentors on the podcast to talk about it. But Mm -hmm. A couple of things I've picked up through other mentors and other things is like, if I, I'm serving and if I always show up 
with that attitude to serve people and give them an amazing experience. And then the money is going to come from that, right? Like as long as my intention, going back to intention behind it is to give this woman an amazing experience and listen to her and be as vulnerable and authentic as I can, then the money is going to follow. It might not be this month. It might not be next month. It might not be six months from now, but I truly believe that it will come. And then you said this earlier is like set the intention and feel good. And that's something that you and I talk about all the time is when I don't feel good or when I think, when I always tell them like, oh, this is going to be so fucking hard. Oh my God, the hardest fucking week. I have so many podcast interviews. Those are my tightest, like most fucked up weeks. And then like today, I have a perfect example for today. Someone I've been working with, you know, we've agreed on everything, sent the invoice. It's been a couple of days. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're like, you don't ever know what anyone's thinking or doing. (laughs) Out of your head. And I'm like, I had like three critical things on my to-do list. I was almost done with them. And I was like, you know what? I want to go for a walk before I talk to Savannah today. I want to get outside. I want to move my body. Like, let it be easy. Let it be easy. Let it be easy. And like, I just listened to my body of like going for the walk when I'm so programmed to like hustle, hustle, hustle. Right. right. And then I came back from the walk and what do you know? The fucking invoice has been paid. And it was such a reminder of like every time, like I listened to myself and I let it be easy and my energy and intention is like to do it from a place of service, to do it from fun and do it because you like are so grateful that you get the opportunity to do it that then the money shows up and like that's but also there's a big strategy behind it too like we're yeah, talking it's about just like oh, i read the most amazing book by not a well-known author i'll see if it's on my shelf really quick but she said like she's like i experimented i would go out and hustle 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 and i would make good money and then I would try, she said she just sat in her office and didn't tell her bosses because she was like a salesperson. She sat in her, her home office and meditated for an entire month straight. She didn't make any money. And then it was when she brought them together that she was super powerful, right? Where she's like meditating and taking action, not just taking action, not just meditating, doing them both together. So. Yes. Taking action. How did I not even, how did I get through a whole fucking interview without saying taking action? <laughs> I feel like I'm the action queen. I take action. And I think like for me, it's been, I mean, it's such a roller coaster and you really just have to give yourself what you need. But I was like hitting a breaking point, right? Where I was like, I'm taking in so much new business. And it was like the opposite of what I felt before, where before I felt like I have to quit because like not enough people are biting. Right. And that's scary. And now I was, then it was like, Oh my God, I have to quit because too many people are biting. And that was scary. And so then I was like, you know what, the first hour of every day, I'm just going to get up and work out. And it wasn't to work out. Like wasn't a vanity metric or anything like that. It was just to move that cortisol through my body. Right. And then I would sit down and I would bust out tons of work because I was so focused and I wasn't thinking, Oh, there's too much to do. There's too much to do. There's too much to do. Like, it's really just, and like, I don't care how you look at it. You could look at it as manifesting as like, like spirituality, whatever, or you could look at it as literally science and either way, like (laughs) you have to do the same things. Like meditating is so good for your brain. Working out is so good for your body. And like, or you could say like, Hey, I meditated from a spiritual place today and it will give you the same results. So Mm -hmm. I love that. You can't so bite much. it. 
I love that so much because yeah. for me, that stuff is fun. Mm-hmm. And that's the piece of the, my business that I don't let in, like where I stop recognizing how good I'm doing or when I'm like, oh my God, this is so dumb. I need to go back and like look for jobs. I need to freshen up my resume. And when I let myself quote unquote have fun, like I get so much more done. My yes. energy, if I'm talking to a client or reaching out to a new potential client is so different. I'm coming from a complete place of service or gratitude or whatever when I let myself have fun. And, you know, like I fucking hate writing emails. And after that walk, I was like, oh, I still have like an hour and a half before I'm going to talk to Savannah. I'll just fuck around and flow desk. And I was like, <laughs> boom, it's done. <laughs> It's so true though. Like people take it from you. And that's, yeah, I, I always forget about that part, right? It's like your clients feel it from you. Yes. Your potential clients feel it from you. Um, if I had just rolled out of bed right before this podcast, like I just wouldn't have a clear head. You know, I would be thinking about everything I have to do after this podcast. But this morning I took a mile walk and took my daughter to the park with my dog and we came home and I, like it just cleared out so much energy for me, right? So, yeah, you're 100 percent right. I love that. That's the one thing I feel like people don't talk about enough. For people are and starting to talk about it. Like you could never be like, "Oh, hey, dude, I'm gonna go take an hour and go to the gym, and then I'll come back." They like that would be so frowned upon, right? No. You can imagine your boss would not be cool with that. No, judge, 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 judge Judy all day long. And it's like, yeah, but I'd actually be so much more productive. Mm -hmm. I bet I could like come up with a really good idea to that problem we've been working on for three months. You could though. That's the crazy part. Whenever I can't think of a, like figure out a problem, I just let my brain take a break. Oh my gosh. It's like on Parks and Rec where Leslie Nope sleeps for eight hours and then she wakes up and she has a plethora of ideas. I was like one of my favorite episodes because I'm like, that's me, right? Like if you just let your brain take a break, you'll be so creative and everything will fall into place. That's me when I meditate. And so like my goal for November is to meditate every day for at least 10 minutes. I'm gonna try. (laughs) But because when I, after I meditate, I have like the best ideas. And like, I know people are so annoyed with me. Like my clients be like, so I was just meditating and I thinking about you. (laughs) I think you should do this. (laughs) But it's true. Like I know for me too, sometimes meditation is really hard because I do have a lot of anxiety. Like I just always have, I think that's part of my superpowers though, is just knowing everything that's going on and kind of knowing what needs to be done. But at the same time, like that's a lot going on in someone's brain, right? So it helps me to like take a hike. I love taking hikes, but I'll be coming down the mountain and my brain will be so clear. And I'll be like, oh, this client should do this. Like that's the perfect solution to what's happening with them. And that's the other thing is like, I just hold my clients in my heart all the time. And like, I don't know. It's just who I am to be thinking about you all the time and thinking about solutions to your problems and how are we going to find new clients? Yeah. All day, every day. I only meditate after my only time I feel like my meditations are good. Mm-hmm. I know I'm putting a big label on it, but mm-hmm. it's after, after I move my body. Yeah. That's Cause otherwise you sit through time. it. Right. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. That's yeah. my favorite time to meditate. So that it's kind of like, I want to meditate more and I also just want to move my body more. And I don't mean like necessarily of a 20 minute exercise. Cause I also want to just learn how to trust myself to move my body for that day. 
so that was kind of my challenge two part, but I'm not going to claim the first part because then I'm going to get overwhelmed. <laughs> I think too, it's like, it's okay to be the weird person because I'll just meditate at the gym. You know, I'll just sit down in a chair in a lobby and turn on insight timer. And that's what I'm going to do. But once you get going, it doesn't feel weird. You know, it's always kind of weird to close your eyes in a crowded room, but once you get going, it's okay. And then everyone's like, how does she do that? I want to be that person who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And you're sitting there giving like the most fucks. Like you're like, I get (laughs) (laughs) I'm Shalant as fuck right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, I have a couple more questions for you before we wrap up the pod, but um, we should start a community. I think we should. We can mm-hmm. talk about this, hold each other through spaces we that should. are comfortable. Because yeah. we're pretty fucking cool and um, we got the juice, man. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and we are so, the other thing I really like about us working together is we're so different. And like where yeah. you're one thing, I'm the other thing. And like, that's also what's so beautiful about community And like you were saying earlier, it's like you have all these people to call on. It's not just Katie and Savannah. It's like this whole group of people Mm -hmm. and we're all good at something or. Well, sometimes you need the person who's going to be like, go for a run. And sometimes you need the person who's going to be like, cry it out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I have those people who are like, some are very masculine and some are very feminine. And I. A lot of times I'll get both of their opinions mm-hmm. and then figure it out for myself. So exactly. Yeah. So I have a couple questions for you. Okay. So, so you are my big bitch of the month. Big <gasps> of the month. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. It is now. <laughs> month? Yes, it is now. So um I put that in my monthly roundup. So I have some questions for you that I've been asking people, but this one is even more special because you are the big bitch of the month. <laughs> babe. Every time I say bitch, like my skin crawls a little bit because I feel like I'm being too forward. And now you're like, don't cuss and be relaxed. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's, I mean, you're building a brand around big bitch energy, right? I love it. I own it. Ex- except for I made you those stickers and then I went to go show my daughter, my six-year-old. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wait a second. I shouldn't show you this. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Yeah, I know, same. And yeah. it's also kind of like reclamation of the word for me a little bit. Um, <laughs> totally. But so what's your big bitch outfit? Like, what's the one thing that you like? <laughs> and if you guys can see the fucking video, her eyes. <laughs> like, oh, so <laughs> no, but what's your like one thing that you physically adorn yourself? So like, we've talked about energy. We've talked okay. about running businesses. Okay. We've talked about all these things. And like, you know, everyone knows like I've to me, style, dressing, adorning is like this feeling. And it helps me set intentions. Like, why wore the shirt? Because I was like, oh, it makes me think about Savannah. Makes me think at the beginning of my journey of like doing the thing. And I, it always connects back. And you had your own memory about why you like this shirt and different things like that. So like, what's the one thing that you do that makes you... And it could be anything. It doesn't have to be a full outfit. It could just be anything that you physically put on your body to also help you get into that mode of being that big boss bitch and being that breadwinner and making those five figure months. Um, so I think you already kind of know, which is just like big earrings, right? 
So my favorite outfit right now, which all pretty much came from you, is like I bought like a black turtleneck um, and then it has like cut out shoulders and I feel so uncomfortable wearing it in front of like kids for some reason. <laughs> it's like it's just shoulders, but I'm like, I look so good in this. Like, should anyone see me right now? Anyway. <laughs> And then uh, you convinced me to buy flares, which I never would have bought. So like these like high cut flares and like some big gold earrings, right? Which I don't have on right now. I see like, and coming on with you today, I was like, do I need to dress up? And I was like, you know what? I just feel like we're just coming off Halloween weekend where everyone was wearing makeup and getting dressed up. And I was like, I just want to feel chill today. So I love it. Today I want more control. That's how I feel about lipstick. Like sometimes when I want to be chill, mm-hmm. I have a color for that. And then like, I have yeah, right? yeah, that's yeah. for me. Colors in my brain are associated with like the moods. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I'll say the other thing that's been making me feel like a boss lately is, <laughs> this is going to sound so dumb, but like standing on the treadmill with my phone out. I, it, so I like, am at this really fancy gym now. And then I like, just pretend like I'm running this super fancy agency and like, just putting that vibe out even like, I think other people look at me in the gym and they probably think I'm an idiot, but I think they look at me and think like, Oh, like she's the boss. <laughs> yes. It's like anytime you can step into that energy really counts. So, I love that. Yeah. There- Reminds me when they say, like, if you step in front of the mirror and do, like, superwoman poses. Right. Or, yes. But then even at the gym, like, I don't want to be in tattered clothes. Like, you know, I don't want to feel like, uh, you know, just like that. Because I'm still only two years off having a baby. Like, I don't want that, like, postpartum me feeling where none of your clothes fit you and all of that stuff. Which is what you really helped me get through, you know, just, like, stepping out of that energy and into who I really am. Yes. I love that so much. Um, my other big bitch question for you is what's a big bitch resource that like you cannot get enough of like a book, a podcast, Oracle card, like anything, like what's that thing for the solo female entrepreneur that like, you're like, girl, you need this in your life because it's a game changer. Well, I mean, definitely that book. Right, the we should all be millionaires. Rachel Rogers. Oh my God, I was just talking about Rachel Rogers today <laughs> on my story. I was like, her energy lights me on fire. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I have lots of resources as you know, mostly a copywriter. I just love, right? I'm addicted to online courses and learning more and all of that stuff. Like, I'm just addicted to learning. But for every single woman needs to read, we should all be millionaires. Yes. Like, it doesn't matter, entrepreneur or not, like, you need that book in your life. It's $30 at Barnes & Noble. I'm sure it's on Amazon. Like, it will change your life. And honestly, I think about it, too. And I think these are, like, the little moments of manifesting, right? She has exercises in that book where it's, like, write down how much your dream life costs, right? Yes, yes. I did that. And that's the level of income I'm at in like six months. Right. Yes. But now I'm like, Oh, well I want some more money, but we still need a private like, jet. Yeah. And like, I'm hiring people and like, she gives you so much confidence. Yeah. 
Uh, I love that. You're That's really so true. Into your money energy. And not it's not just money though. That's like the thing is, it's just who you really want to be like outside of that woman who's, you know, like I grew up with really traditional male, female roles. And so I didn't see a lot of women going out and being the breadwinners or, you know, not being the ones cooking and cleaning every meal. It's like, mm-hmm. is that who you really want to be? Or is that just what you saw models for you? Yeah. That's it. I think what you were just saying about the money, it's not like we were talking about like, why is money so hard? Because we've made money just this thing, but really it's the resource, right? It's like, I just need the money because I want to live this lifestyle because I want to be able to hire women to help me with my business, right? Like now I'm giving other women jobs that comes at a certain level of income. Always been a dream of mine. Yeah. Like I want to open a center that, that means that my business needs to be profitable and it needs to be making a certain level of money. And when you just said that, I was like, Oh, that's it. It's like, when I say like, if I get on the podcast and just say, I want to be a fucking millionaire. Everyone's a kid of your trash. Like, why do you want to be a millionaire? It's like, no, I want to have a space to teach you how to go after your dreams. I want my kids to be able to do X, Y, and Z. I want to be able to donate to the local women's shelter down the street that gives kids and women a safe space. I want to be able to employ other women and give them jobs if they want to leave corporate. All these things. I think that's the thing with money that we attach. It's just money and not what we actually want to do with it. So thank you for clarifying. Oh, yeah. Well, and like the more I mean, like I've always been a giver, but I donated so much money in October just because I had it, right? And like I could. And I remember those moments where I couldn't because like I just knew I just... I could only pay for my own bills. Right. Mm-hmm. And now it's like coming back and I'm like, Oh, like I can give again. And that feels so good. And like, that's just a huge reason, reason to why, why I help female entrepreneurs is because women give back to their communities. Yes. That's it. And I'm the same way. Like I would never, ever come on and be like, I want to be a millionaire because that's not what I want. Like I know I need millions to execute on my dreams, but that's, I don't want my identity to be Savannah Adcock millionaire. I want my identity to be like Savannah Adcock, like digital creative who owns this agency that helps all these females um, like run their dream businesses. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Like I want to be a millionaire so you can come to my house and play in the pool and let's have a sleepover party and you don't have to worry about bringing food or drinks or anything. <laughs> come to my fucking house. Like that's why I want to do all these things because I want to create experiences for myself and for other people. Right. Exactly. And you might as well. Right. I know. Because what else do you have to do in this lifetime? Facts. Yeah. Oh, I love you so much. Thanks for popping on today and sharing all your wisdom and just so much good stuff in there. Any last words before I let you go other than where people can find you? Um, I would just say like, honestly, if you have a desire, just act on it and see what happens. Like, invest $5, invest $10, invest $100 and just see what comes from it. Just keep going. I love that. Um, And now everyone's like, give me more Savannah. I want Katie's BFF. Where can they find you? (laughs) The easiest way is on Instagram at savannah.adcock and then savannahadcock.com is my website. Check it out. And if you want to work with me, 
just slip into my DMs is the easiest way. Or you can submit the form on my website. Perfect. Awesome. You are a queen. Thank you so much. We're going to start something soon. I feel it in my bones. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. And I love you. Thank you for being here. I love you too. Thank you, Katie. Bye. Bye. Doodles.